Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. It's Fall from the South with Steve and We're back with Four from the South. I'm Steve Healy, and my co-host Fabrizio Capano is here. How are you guys? Welcome back to South America. Today? Okay, it's really good to be... I, I love being on the show with you, Fab, because I get to... I'm sort of the straight man. I get to be the, the fool and the dumb guy, and I get to learn about Latin America from you. That's the premise of our show. <laughs> and I think we're doing a beautiful job. Let's dive right into it. The first story I wanted to talk about I think I, I actually mean more about this one than you do, Fab, uh, but I'm completely mystified by it. The president of Haiti uh, was assassinated. Um, his yeah. wife was also shot up quite a bit. It was not and, a good you know, scene. You know what is crazy about that news? It's like it's not that long ago, but it's not the worst thing that happened to Haiti in this month. Haiti cannot you know? catch a break. <laughs> when you hear when the, <laughs> Haiti is in the news, it's not because like they've discovered a new wonderful uh, form of food or something. It's because like a thousand people are dead. Well, and by the way, I, I a couple of them, I mean, a, a, a huge community of people from Haiti went to Chile uh, because Chile opened their borders for for people from Haiti, and they have amazing food. They're super nice. Yeah. And they don't deserve they don't deserve any of this. No, they definitely don't. Like it and it's the history of Haiti, of course, they 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 had a slave uprising, drove the French out. Kind of an awesome uh independence story. And then uh, the world put the screws to them. Basically, they made Haiti pay France, I think until well into recent times, for like the the stolen property themselves, <laughs> which is kind of ridiculous. Uh, but so the latest thing that happened, Haiti has fallen into some kind of anarchy. Basically the president whose name was Moise, he, uh, tried to stick around a little while longer. And it seems like some people, probably some wealthy, uh, people who didn't think this guy was strong enough to hold Haiti together, hired some guys to shoot him. They hired guys from a company in the United States. You're allowed in the United States to just open a, a company. That's just like shooters. 
I mean, the most confusing part for me is this part because, I mean, I want to connect this with our old story. I don't, I don't even remember when they tried to stage a coup in Venezuela. Yes. And it was just this like bunch of American losers that went to like, I mean, they 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 they, they were caught ca catch immediately. Uh, and uh, yeah, they were filming like, oh. it. They were live tweeting their own coup, so they kind of gave a tip off to the Venezuelan government. And <laughs> so I, I was thinking, like, okay, if you want to do this again, and you want to like try to kill a president, don't don't hire an American company. <laughs> no, we have a bad rep at this. We're we, you know, in the fifties, we kind of pulled off a couple of coups, Guatemala and Iran. They both backfired horribly on us. We should be getting the message that we shouldn't be in the coup no, business anymore. You try, you try to stage your own coup and you fail. I mean, you you stage a coup in your own country, in your own land, and you you weren't able to pull it off. So yeah, just quit. Don't don't try this again. The name of this the name of the company, by the way, is called Worldwide Investment Development Group, and that's basically just some. They hired some guys to shoot up the president of Haiti. Not a cool. I, I, I call me crazy. I think it should be illegal in the United States to offer up mercenaries to another company country to assassinate their president. Yeah, I. I mean, I, I, once again, it's like we have all these tech companies. Uh, I, I and I think they're destroying the world already. Yes, they're all coming from from San Francisco or well, from the U.S. And so please, don't, no more of this. Uh, and and well, the the thing is, like uh, most of the people who, who tried to kill this 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 press, I mean, who killed this guy, were Colombians. And this is the most confusing part for me: why they were Colombians. I guess that, you know, when I hear about mercenaries, they're often like South African guys, but maybe Colombians, there's been pretty much ongoing civil war in Colombia for the last, uh, since there's been Colombia, right? So there's a lot of work for uh, soldiery type kind of guys. They like the lifestyle. They're in Miami. They can get hired to go do a job in Haiti. Now, the job got totally botched, and some of these Colombian assassins have been captured, but it's unclear who's in charge, but they're not having a great time. I don't think this is a good line of work if you're a young Colombian uh, paramilitary. Guy. I mean, there's so much space in the reggaeton business for Colombians. Why you choose this path? There's, there's so much room in the music industry for you. What, what, are, what are you don't doing? Don't go dude? assassinating presidents. Just put, put, lay down some beats. And by the way, I mean, there's many shitty presidents out there. Why the one from Haiti? Yeah, why this guy? I mean, if, you, <laughs> if you're going to take a job, just like there's so many options out there for you. You can choose <laughs> this country. Leave them alone. <laughs> they, have an, they have like so many bad things going on. And, and there was an earthquake a, a couple of days ago. It's, it's just like so horrible. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, people from Haiti, for all this. I feel like we're all part of the problem. It we're totally it, and then there is a there is one man I know of an American man who is doing as far as I know doing very positive work in Haiti and that's Mr. Sean Penn the actor he's been in Haiti off and on for a really long time one of the uh, Colombian assassins used to be on his payroll as a security guard kind of an interesting all the articles mentioned that one of the guys used to work for Sean Penn so now he's in a in a less good line of work assassinating presidents and not defending well, Sh Sh Sean Penn I, I got I have to say most of these actors who talk about politics and what's going on in the world they don't yeah. know anything about it yeah and you know you can tell like they just tried to like do some PR stunt for the audience and try to look cool but Sean Penn is one of the few that actually do stuff. You know, he's he's like a legit uh, 
social justice warrior. Yeah, and, and Haiti's not particularly glamorous. It's not like he can stay in like the, the Ritz. I'm, I'm sure he's exposed to some pretty difficult situations, and there he is. He doesn't have to do that, and there he is in Haiti. It is so nice that you, you, when you imagine you're in trouble and you, your country is like in, in a desperate mood and you don't know what to do. And then you get some help from the guy from High Times at Richmond Heights. Yeah. And that's the that's the guy who saved your country. Oh, Dead Man Walking is here. That's cool. That's nice. After Fast Times at Richmond High, what, what is your favorite Sean Penn role? Uh, none of them. Oh. That's the last movie I watched from him. <laughs> after that, after that, I say like, "There's no future for this guy." He's really I famous. Everybody knows him, and yet I struggle to think of what his great parts are. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what he's doing in movies, but I know that he's saving some countries. So that's that's more than enough. It seems to me, by the way, Haiti. I don't know. It seems like this guy named Jimmy Barbecue has sort of put together a group of basically unified some gangs and trying to take some control of the country. Um, maybe. Offering the job to Sean Penn wouldn't be so bad. Well, can we stop for a second in the name Jimmy Barbecue? Yes. It's, that's, that's the guy. It's called Jimmy Barbecue. Yeah, that's the guy's so nickname. His real name. Hang on. I'm looking it up like a good podcaster. His nickname I'm is like a, 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 an airport restaurant is, is the guy who, who killed President. Yeah, Jimmy Barbecue Cherizier. Cherizier is the guy's name. And he's okay. a dude in Haiti who's it's, he, he's, he's, to me, he gives me a slight, um, uh, Pablo Escobar vibe. Like he's doing good things in the community, but it seems like maybe he's also like running the crime or something like, like a mixed bag public figure again. Well, in 20 more years, we will watch a Netflix show about this. Uh, it'll be very years. good for the Netflix show. It, it's really nice to, to see things happening in the world and know that Netflix will be on it in about 20 years. Yeah, so let's just wait for that. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right.
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's a tough, the Haiti assassination is a tough story, and that's not really what we specialize in here. We, we do address it sometimes, but there's a wonderful story you brought to my attention about capybaras in Argentina. By the way, I, I, I love capybaras. I yeah. think they're beautiful animals. So and, cool. Uh, and there seems to be like socialist in a way. Yes. With this information that we just had, because in Argentina, there was a gated community, a very rich fancy, boring group of people living in a gated community. Nor Delta. That they were, Nor Delta, yeah, that's the name of it. And uh, that land, it was the land of the capybaras. They were there before them. Right. So now they're coming back. Now they're taking their land back. And uh, I, I, I mean, what, what I know is like there's a, a war between like the Peronist uh, Peronistas who support the capybaras. Yes. And they, they, they actually on Twitter calling to like capybaras, like socialist icons, like Che Guevara kind of stuff. And these rich people who live in this gated community, they wanted, they tried to kill these animals, but it's illegal to kill these animals. So capybaras won. It absolutely should be illegal to kill a capybara. Seems like the chillest animal possible. Anytime you see a video of them, they're just kind of hanging out and they're eating a little something and they go in the water and they just like sit. Perfect TikTok animal. Totally cool. Yeah. And somehow like it, there's absolutely no question if you're a rich person and you're in a war with capybaras, you're on the wrong side. The capybaras are on the right side. Yeah. I mean, they're very viral animals and they, there's a video actually uh, that the capybara is drinking some mate. Mm. I don't know if you saw this, but I haven't seen like one. some, and the capybara is just like enjoying his meal and like drinking some mate. I mean, once again, I think rich people are looking worse and worse every day. And, and, <laughs> and now they're fighting with like the, you can't, you can't destroy something that is cute. Because no. being cute is the most powerful thing right now. Yeah, there's capybaras you know? sipping some mate, smoking a cigarette, lounging. Now, this is happening in the Piranha River, which we talked about last week. The world's soybean mega farm superhighway uh, down there in Argentina, which seems like it's the Piranha River. Keep an eye on it. You, you hear about it first here on Four from the South, but this is where it's all going down. All the problems of, of global uh, climate change, uh, over-exploitation of resources, soy, beef. It's all going down there in the Piranha River in Argentina. And the capybaras have an answer, which is we're going to hang out and take over and drink our mate and be chill. So, yeah, guys, I, I, once again, I think that's maybe what we need here in the U.S. It's like a cute animal 
telling us like stop global warming. Mm, you know, yeah. it's like. What is the cutest animal in the U.S.? Well, the ch- I think we take them for granted, but like the chipmunk and the squirrel are both very cute and um, highly appealing. The prairie dog's really good. Um, and then like the hamster and stuff, I guess that's sort of just a domesticated animal. But we ha- we got oh, the buffalo is great. There was a good video a while ago of a, a bison walking down the road in Yellowstone and it was like holding up all the cars and everybody was like, yes, wait for the buffalo. He He gets the rights. I think that, do you think that people in general are kind of like, I think a lot of us are agreeing that animals are better than us, right? Absolutely. I feel like the mood is like humans, we don't have a lot of pride in ourselves as humans the way I think we did in like the 19th century. I think we're, we know we're kind of bad. But I think you're right. Squirrels, I think are number one of like the potentially leftist animals waiting to make a revolution in this country. Oh, yeah. Uh, And I and I think hamsters are more of like a corporate Democrats. Yes. In a way. I didn't realize, by the way, I, I, I didn't realize that Peronista meant kind of like socialist. I, I assumed because of Evita that Peron would be like the rich people. Listen, I mean, Peronism is a whole podcast series <laughs> that you can be in the left and the right and you can be in the Peronist spectrum. It's just another world. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, once again, we need to do an episode, a special episode, trying to explain. And we should bring an expert. We should bring an Argentinian uh, fellow to like explain us like the nuances of Peronism because it's a mess. Fab, one of our themes here is on the show is the the Latin Americanification of the United States. I was just in Las Vegas uh, to see SummerSlam, the uh, pro wrestling event. But I was struck by uh, one of the big stadiums there, the MGM Grand Arena, sold out for two nights to, for a band I'd never heard of called Grupo Ferme, a ranchera. Grupo Ferme. Yeah, Mexican, Norteño kind of music. Talk to me. Well, I have to say, uh, you sent me that link. I'd yeah. never heard of them before, but yeah. I start, you know, connecting the dots. And first, they're huge. They have like... 4.5 million of followers. Every post, every social media, they they manage to like exploit at the highest level. They know what they're doing. They definitely know what they're doing. Yeah, the style on these dudes is pretty cool. Like the flashy shirts they have, it's sort of like silky, crazy pattern shirts. They're big dudes. It's unclear to me how many guys are in the band, but it seems like it's as, as you mentioned. It's kind of like BTS. Like there's. It might be 20 guys. It might be 10 guys. People come and go. Uh, as far as I can tell, as a as a person who just learned about this band the other day, there's no clear number of members to group a, Grupo Ferme. Yeah, this is, this is high-speed ranchera. And uh, yeah, they're like BTS. And they're, they're massive. And once again, it's those kind of things that I think happening more and more lately. They, there's a lot of things that are like, oh, these people are really famous. And I have no idea. Like, yes. used to be like everyone that was famous it was kind of like famous for everyone. Now you can be just famous for a group of people and be billionaire. That's absolutely so, true. Yes. I, you know, I, like I was struck that it way okay, to so be famous. BTS. I kind of, I, I heard of them by the time I had heard of them, they were already probably the most famous band in the world. Then they had the McDonald's that seemed like a next level transition. Yeah. When you have a meal at McDonald's, I went and tried it. Uh, the BTS meal thought it was pretty good. They had a couple different sauces. You can't usually get then the other day I saw at McDonald's, somebody named Sawiti has a meal at McDonald's. Again, the first time I've ever heard of Sawiti is she is big enough to have a meal at McDonald's. The meal sounded awesome. It's a Big Mac, uh, a bunch of nuggets, a huge Sprite. Um, and I guess Sawiti is famous for eating really crazy and it, kind of interesting foods. One thing she eats is oysters 
and she'll put the seasoning packet from some ramen on there, which I thought was like wow. a mind blowing innovation. Really interesting. Yeah. So obviously she's a pretty culinary genius, but you know, yeah, the, the first time I'm hearing of these people is they're big enough to have a meal at McDonald's. That's nuts. That's huge. So, uh, well, that's, that's the world now. I mean, <laughs> in the couple, the next couple of years, we're going to see more and more famous people who are unknown. Yes. That's, that's, that's the way things are right now. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I want to talk about someone who was really famous. Please. And this, I mean, it's hard to explain who's the guy. I mean, once in a while, I'm going to bring some characters just for you guys and just to, to know. These are like famous characters in Latin America. They're they're famous as Kardashian level. It makes a lot of sense with, with, with the thing we were talking about. So this guy died in 2016, uh, but he was like the biggest star 
of Argentina for five years. His name is Ricardo Ford, and now he's like a meme legend. A meme legend. Okay, this is it's good on the show to be queuing us into the top memes going on in Latin America. Yeah, we need to know this information because once in a while you see a meme and it's like, what's going on over there? Yeah. And well, now I can explain it to you. So there's this guy who was he was super wealthy because his parents were the owners of the huge a huge chocolate factory in South America called Fort Fair. Fort Fair. Old and Belfort. Like Felford, Felford, you're right. Yes. And uh, by the way, chocolate, chocolate millionaire, that seems like one of the purest ways to be really rich, right? Like it, it, it is probably the capybaras will will skip you. Like, yeah. Yeah, you live. You know? <laughs> they won't eat out your house. Yeah. No. Uh and and so he was super wealthy since he was born. He never tried to even I mean, tried to work at anything. He would just want to be famous. So since he was a kid, well, he was gay, so his parents at the time, they were, like, very conservative. They, you know, the chocolate people are right. very conservative. Yes. You know? So, chocolate people have such strict views of sexuality. Absolutely. <laughs> and so this this guy was uh, trying to hide it, but then he just decided to go to Miami and try to be famous in the U.S., and, of course, he failed. Uh, he, well, well, he's super buff. I mean, he was super buffed. He was, like, of surgeries he have like fake hair he was just such a weird character you can google him he's a strong um, man he's a strong man but he, he's has a, like, he has a you know what he has that um is helpful for becoming a celebrity a huge head it appears his head is like enormous a huge head and it, this is kind of a person who's like oh he worked out so much he must be healthy no he worked out in a healthy level and he looks unhealthy you know be like a super buff guy but like he looks super unhealthy at the same time so this he became a celebrity uh, because he started his own reality show on YouTube when YouTube was not even a thing in Latin America. Okay. So he was like the first YouTuber. He was like first guy just famous for YouTube because he started recording himself. He was a jerk with everyone. He was like, once again, Paris Hilton, Kardashians, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of lifestyle. But in a country that was like in the toilet at the time, you know, the economy was... Super bad. So he was just like the only guy who was able to say I'm rich because he was also like so weird and eccentric that it was just like fantasy. And he became the biggest star. He have like some catchphrases like Miami. He just screamed Miami. Miami if if you can make fun. a claim on like if you're the guy who screams <laughs> Miami, that's you're going to be rich. <laughs> you're going to be rich. And then he have another one. He said like, uh, apaga la luz. That his, his mom was trying to like cut the energy of the house with a fork. Uh I mean, he, he's just like insane character. So I recommend to everyone listening to this show, just do a deep dive in Ricardo Ford. Now there's a new podcast, an original Spotify, also about his life. Okay, so, it's just a sort of, is it in English or Spanish? It's in Spanish. But if you know any Spanish, this is so much fun. This seems like a great way to learn Spanish. Now I'm reading about him. He died in kind of a weird way. Like it seems like he, yeah. had, a, he had an injury and then somehow he bled to death like in the hospital or something. What? doesn't seem like what happens to a healthy man he had died of a heart yeah, attack no. following gastrointestinal bleeding I have like tons of surgeries and he okay, kept like okay. having more surgeries and he had a lot of back pain because of the surgeries because i think he like tried to be higher you know so they put like some extension in his legs i mean oh brother horrible. okay yeah there's there's a quality when you look at his photos it does seem like um he didn't quite land on what he wanted to look like 
and it's a little yeah. all over the map. You know, it's neither yeah. natural. It doesn't appear natural, nor does it appear like he had a really clear idea of what he was going for. Well, I also like he well, he made a couple of musicals in like the Argentinian Broadway called Carrientes. It's called Fortuna. Okay. It's about, about his own life. So mm-hmm. he spent a lot of money making musicals about his own life. And uh, yeah, he was just like uh, a crazy character that everyone loves. And now he's a meme that will live forever. Oh, that's cool. He's, so he's popular. He's a beloved figure. He's, yeah, I mean, he's a beloved figure for sure. In an ironic way. Right, right, right. I mean, a goof, but we like him. He screams Miami. What more? All you need to tell me about the guy is he's the guy who yells Miami. <laughs> so now the U.S. has been introduced to this madness called Ricardo Ford. I have some important news for our listeners, by the way. This is our show, Four from the South. We need stories from Latin America. We're, we're pretty good at finding them, but we would if you have some stories you'd like to share with us, you can now reach us by email, Four from the South in words. Or on Twitter, our Twitter is for the number four from the South. It had to be the number four on Twitter because spelling four from the South out was a hair too long for the Twitter handle. So the number four from the South on Twitter or uh, four from the South at Gmail. Send us your stories, tales, what's going on in Latin America. This is a, a an ongoing effort to understand and share with you people, uh, our listeners, who are all inhabitants of the great Latin America that is swallowing the earth. We live in it. May as well know about it. We made like that, that was Ford news or we did it. I think so. Yeah. We had the, the, the Haiti, uh, uh, assassination, which Haiti is, uh, they speak French there. Do we call that Latin America? I think so. I think so. Well, the Colombian guys were involved and, and the whole operation was based out of Miami. That was one. Two was the Capybaras. Three was our discovery of a uh, group of Fermi. And four was uh, the introduction of a new character, Ricardo Forte. Is it Fort or just w- Ricardo Fort? I, I think it's Ricardo Fort. Yeah. Beautiful name. Richard Fort. Yeah. Sounds like uh, one of the wealthiest families in the U.S. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rick Fort. Yeah. If you had lived here, he probably would have been a, a senator or something. Yeah. Uh, but well, once again, we did it, Steve. We, we have it. everything figured out. We've got it covered. We'll see you next week on Four from the South. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. Four from the South is hosted by me, Steve Healy, and Fabrizio Capano. Robert O'Shaughnessy is our producer. Original theme song by Amy Stolzenbach. Four from the South is a production of Exile Content Studio in partnership with iHeartRadio's Michael Tura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.